When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But if we could like execute it well, I think it could be really cool. Yeah, that'd be sick. I like it. Look at the top right up there, baby. Mm-hmm. Not on with us now, boy. Yeah, we got that Wisco Ball logo on there now. Be wearing their merch soon too. <clears throat> yeah. I need to get All right. That list. <clears throat> so you made a list already, or what? I didn't make a list. I no, I picked off the dome. Okay. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> welcome back to another bonus episode of the Wisco Fanatics Show. Um, Jake and I are going to do one quick thing. I was going to ask you, do we want to set a time limit on it? Just because I feel like, do we want to set a time limit where it's like, okay, we both know the Bucks for a long time? Like, if I we say can go five minutes both... and, and neither of us get stumped on one, like, do we just concede that we're both really good with knowing old Bucks players? Okay, I'm with that. I'm with that. I feel like I feel like we're both gonna know. the The hardest part is gonna be keeping them all pre like 2000s and above. You know what I mean? That's exactly because, it. Like, yeah, we're going from 2000s to the present. Because like talking with my dad and stuff, like I've learned a lot about the 80s bucks. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> so like I I know like random names from like the 80s. <laughs> you know Al Horford's dad played for the Bucks. I did not know that. Yeah, Tito Horford. Yeah, of course, his dad's name is Tito. All right. You want to start us off? Okay. All right. Well, the the original comment that brought this discussion into um, the forefront for Jake and I was somebody told Jake to name, what was it, five players other than Giannis since 2000? No, he said, he said name any player. And I was like, okay. Well, okay. All right. Well, any player other than Giannis. So I'm just going to start really easy. I'm just going to say Chris Middleton. Okay. Chris. Okay. I'll go Drew Holiday. Okay. Brooke Lopez. Brooke. Okay. We're staying with the current team, baby. Yeah. All right. (laughs) My strategy was going to be to see how you named players, and that's how I was going to start doing it. That's how you were going to do it? That's how I was going to do it. Well, right, we'll go to, let's go to the okay. Let's go, go to the go, ten minute mark. We'll do that. Jeff Teague. I'll go Jeff, Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague. All right, I'm gonna go this year's backup point guard, George Hill. Nobody likes G Hill. And I didn't even think he was that bad, but that's the discussion. I, I didn't think he was. I will that go bad, Mamu. Mamu. All right. I don't think he was. I'll go Mamu. 
Okay, Bobby Portis. God damn it. I don't want you to take my boy. Pat Connaughton. That's my guy. Uh, I'm going to get weird. I'm going to say Lindell Wigington. Oh, wow. Wigington. Let's see. Who am I going to do then? All right, I'll go Thanasis. I'll go Thon Maker. I was going to name Thon in my rant that I sent you. <laughs> I was going to name Thon. So I was like, that's my boy. I used to love Thon Maker. Playoff Thon, baby. Playoff Thon. Right, I'll go, yep. I'll go uh, Playoff Deli. Delavadova. Oh, Delavadova. All right. He had that one. I'll never forget. He had that one steal against the Celtics off the inbounds. And he got the air yep, one. The he did the biggest fist bump, bro. Milwaukee was going crazy. It was a buzzer that beater, one. too. That was like right before halftime. Oh, yeah. It was like a floater. That yeah. wasn't a foul. It was a floater. He, yeah. He was like, yeah. He was like falling down. All right. Grayson Allen. You're right. He corrected me. Grayson Allen. Oh, damn it. I should have said that one because I always talk shit about Chicago, man. All right, let's go Jabari Parker. Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to go Serge Ibaka. Serge. God, I kind of forgot he played for the team. <laughs> to be honest with you. All right, I'm going to give one of my all-time favorites, a little bit underrated, Mo Williams with the Mo hairy Williams. shoulders, baby. Mo Williams. I still watch the highlight of him hitting that one buzzer. I think it was against the Pacers. Yeah. And they go, yes! They go crazy. Uh, I'm going to say another point guard, Brandon Jennings. Mr. Bucks and Six. Yep. Brandon Jennings. Okay. Should I go another point guard? I'll go Isaac's favorite player, TJ Ford. Yeah. <laughs> uh. You want? Oh, here, this is going to be a, a reach of an old one. Marcus <laughs> Hayslip. Oh, wow. I think he was like, he might have been in the same draft, actually, as LeBron and Wade. I think he might have been in that. No. Oh, three? Marcus Hayslip. No, I don't think he was actually in that draft. I know he was in the purple colors, so I know that. Okay, I got another guy, and I just get called him in high school Andrew Bogut. Andrew Bogut. You know who I would have called you? What's that? Joel Prisbilla. You faggot. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you right now. (laughs) I hate you. I was like, bro, he better not bring up Joel Prisbilla. Oh, my Uh, God. Better not. I hate you right now. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go hashtag mid-range for Aaron Rodgers. Drew Gooden, baby. Oh, Drew Gooden. Hashtag headband. Oh, my God. I'm going to go Ursan, one of my favorite bucks ever. Ursan. They used to call it, what was his nickname? Like the Turkish Thunder or some weird Turkish shit. Turkish Thunder, like yep. Yeah, there it is. Dude, Ursan, bro. He was cold when he first came in the league. Dude, all right, all I'm going to do go, is take charges. I'm going to go Mike Dunleavy. Mike Dunleavy? All right. Monte Ellis. That's a great one. We could have traded for Steph Curry, and if I hear that again, I might kill, I, I, I might hang myself. Not really. I'm I'm joking. Please understand, it's Friday night. I'm very sarcastic today. Um, Monte Ellis. Let me go to one here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Oh, Luke Richard Mbamute. 
No, oh, the prince. <laughs> Bro, he airballed a 15-foot mid-range jumper yeah, in did. an NBA game. But he was so clamps on D, man. Dude, he he out he outdueled LeBron for like five minutes in one game. Yeah, I remember that. He, <laughs> he was going crazy, man. All right. This one's this one's tough. Charlie Bell. Oh, that's my boy. Flint, Michigan, baby. Shout out. <laughs> Charlie Bell. I always bring up Charlie Bell to show people that I'm actually a Bucks fan. Charlie That's Bell. yeah. All right. Yeah, if you could watch the Bucks That's through the Charlie Bell years, I mean, those were tough, bro. Who the hell? Oh, dude, there's plenty more from that era. I know, I know. Who the heck does Isaac try to bring up all the time? Played in the playoffs again. Oh, Dan Gazarich. Oh, Gazarich. He always brings up Dan Gazarich. I'm like, why do you always bring up Gazarich? That's like the I was gonna say, if there. you wanted to pick up a, if you wanted to pick a player to like try to pick on me, you could have said Keith Van Horn. Oh no! I hated that guy. He got paid so much money to wear long socks and look like an idiot. <laughs> Keith Van Horn. God, he he was just a nerdy nerdy guy. Did he did he play for Dallas before us or after us? I don't remember. Um, before I think the Bucks are like one of the last teams that he played for. Okay. Well, I got another guy. One of the last teams he played for. Not bad for a soccer player. His name is Tony Kukoc. Oh, Tony Kukoc. Wait, was he was he was he before two thousand or was he on after? He was he, in the purple, so he had to have. He was close. He might actually be before. That'll be close. I might have just run the game. If you did, I'm just gonna go I'm rapid fire and name like a hundred. <laughs> I think I broke the game. He might be 2000. I remember him in purple. He did not age well. Yikes. Yep, 2004, (laughs) 2005. He was here. Okay, okay, okay. I remember watching him as a little kid. Yeah, that's fair. Um, You remember at one time that Ruben Patterson was our best player? Bro, at the games, when he would score, he was a 6'6 power forward. They used to go, balling! Remember that song? There's so much cringy about that. Yeah. God damn it. Now I'm trying to think of uh, – they used to play the duck sound. He played at Oregon. He was a guard, a little white hair. Played for the, the Bulls as well. Played for the Bucks. All right, well, I'll go uh, – I'm trying to think of that guy's name now. Now I got a freaking brain block. I know he went to Oregon. I'm mad now. All right, just let me pick a player here. I'm going to pick the other Lopez. Robin Lopez. All right. I'm going to say Steve Novak. He didn't last long. I think he played like six games, and then he tore his ACL and retired. Yeah, but he did the Andrews belt. He did Aaron Rodgers belt well in a Knicks uniform, so that makes it okay with me. (laughs) Novak, that's a good pick. God damn. I know that guy's name. I'm still thinking about I'm going to find that point guard's name, dude. It's It's right here. Right give here. me, give me like a time frame. Ah, he was in the red and green, so he was in that time frame. He played yeah. with Ruben Patterson, little white point guard. He went to Oregon. Oh, I know a little white point guard. I don't know. He might have been a shooting guard though. Yeah, I oh, can't remember. I know who it is. I got it. You I know who it. it is? Okay, say I it after I say it. mine. Say it after I say. Yeah. It. Do you really have it? 
Yep. I'm gonna be freaking mad. Got it. All right, let me. He played for a bunch of teams. I'm gonna say. Oh no, I don't. He did. He played for Seattle as well. Yep. I'm going to say. Well, this one should be easy. Ray Allen. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Michael Red. Oh, Red, boy. <laughs> I'm gonna make I you want wait. you to say that point guard, you bastard. <laughs> All right, I'll take Desmond Mason. Oh, Cowboy. That was my boy. That's a good one. You're going to leave off Big Dog, though? You're not going to say Glenn Robinson? No, I was just leaving him out there. I'll say Tim Thomas, then. I used to love Tim Thomas. Yeah, um, he was cold. What about Sam Cassell? That's not the point guard you're thinking of. I know it's not. No, it's not, but we know a guy that looks like him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll say Irvin Johnson. Is that his name? Irvin Johnson? Yeah, Irvin Johnson. Yep. I think he's one of the assistant coaches right now. Oh, shit. I still... I know he used to be. I don't know if he still is. I have a photo um, from 0405. We went to like fan appreciation day. And I used to look at the photo, and there's there's actually a couple of guys I don't know. There's this a weird random white dude. And I'm like, I have no idea who you are. Yeah, we had like a center that was on the team for like half of a season. Like it was like Radmanovic or Nesterovic. It was something like that. I yeah, don't know was, what the guy's name is, so I'm not gonna I'm, use that one. Yeah. <coughs> um, but I do think Irvin Johnson is one of the assistant coaches right now. <clears throat> I know he used to be. Um, the point guard you're thinking of is Luke Ridenour. Oh my God, that is his name. I hate you. I hate you. I knew his name was Luke. I think I spelled his name wrong. God, he went to Oregon. I I should get credit, a little bit of credit, because I called. The I'll college. give you a little bit of credit for knowing which which college you went to. Let me pick one here. Where am I gonna go? <laughs> I remember right now. Me too, bro. They used to play the Ducks on, man, when he was going. I remember that as a little kid for some reason. Um, Here I show. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I think I got a good one. Did I say him yet? No. Jared Bayless. Jared Bayless. That's a good, That's a good one. one. Yeah. Jared Bayless. Uh, I'm also going to go to Jared, and I'm going to say Jared Dudley. Oh, Dudley. I forgot he played for us. They connected for a, a buzzer beater to beat the Bulls in the playoffs once. Yeah, they did. That's why I said them because I was thinking about that. Yep, they went to Jared. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see here. I will go. Oh, All right. Now they got to dig a lot of freaking players on this sheet right now. All right, I will go. It's crazy that – never mind, I'll say that later. God, I'm having a mental block now. Hold on here. Oh, I still got a whole bunch ready. Purple. Let's go purple. I will go. What the hell was that? Oh, Bobby Simmons. Bobby Simmons. All right. You remember you remember drafting E. G. N. Lian? Oh my God. Yeah, what a waste, too. Yeah. Okay, well, you just gave me an idea. I'm going to say another waste. Say his nickname, okay? His nickname was Vanilla Sky. Joe Alexander. Joe Alexander. Yeah, yeah, that was a rough pick. From West Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia. He's the, Oh, it's a white guy with a high vertical. We've got to get him. Yeah. <laughs> what? 
He was like the seventh pick or something like that. I remember. <sighs> he was eighth, I think. Oh, okay. I think you're right. Um, a really crappy trade that didn't work out for the Bucks got us Gary Payton. Oh yeah. What a bad trade. All right, let's go. John Alexander, Gary Payton. I'm going to go a guard. I'm going to think of a guard here. Think of a guard. I'm going to – oh, well, this one's easy. I'll go Eric Bledsoe real quick. Okay, Bledsoe. No, I'm going to try to think <clears> about it. Uh, the other guy that was in the Gary Payton trade was Kevin Ollie. Kevin Ollie. What about a guy that was just traded? He played for Dallas. His name is Sterling Brown. Mm. You know, you know who was another waste of a draft pick? Rashad Vaughn. <laughs> Trash. Oh shit! I wrote that in mind. Vaughn. That was a very very nice pick. Man, if we just go draft picks, this should be pretty easy then, huh? Do what you gotta do, man. I don't remember that. More on deck. I don't know. I don't know how to say that guy's name, so I'm not gonna say it. The other Greece guy that we got. (laughs) I don't know how to say. Oh, Georgios Kalatsakis. That guy. I was like the guy with a lot of letters from Greece. You can say Mamu Kalashvili, but you can't say Kalatsakis. It's because I practiced all day to say Mamu, dude. You remember that? I was all. (laughs) I was all day. He just like mamu, at least kitty, mamu, mamu, and I was like breaking it up into thirds, and you were still laughing at me. I was like, dude, I'm trying hard, okay? <laughs> All right, let's see, let's see a good one here. <sighs> We've definitely passed the 10 minute mark, I believe, by the way. But yeah, I, I'm, I still got like a hundred on deck. I'm trying to like think specific. I'm gonna go a guard. I said I was gonna go guard. I, oh no, I did. I went Sterling Brown. So let's just go anybody here. Bobby Simmons. Who is after Bobby Simmons? Oh, I'm having a mental block. Now I'm trying to think too hard. This is what happens. This is what happens. Live on camera. You, <laughs> you get all clammy. I still got more, dude. Try to think too hard. <sighs> I got a whole bunch more. Bro, I know I know more. The problem <laughs> is I can't think of them right now. Uh, uh, hang on here. Give me a sec. Okay, focus. We'll go with the current books jersey. Who played in the current books jersey? You already said Thonmaker. I yep. said Robin. Yep. Who's a really random guy that played? I want to pick the most random guy. Um, I got a really random one for you. All right, I'm just gonna tap up. I'm gonna tap up. You tell me, tell me a random one. Marvin Williams. Gah, dude! I thought after that trade, he was about to kill for us too, man. <clears throat> All right, I got I got a bunch. You just want me to, to you want me to rapid fire and then we can get going on the bad sport takes. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, Jamal McGlure. Remember Jamal oh my McGlure? god, big cat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had Jerry Stackhouse on the Bucks. Yep. We had Corey Maggette on the Bucks. Yeah, and he hated it here. Yeah, we had Joe Smith on the Bucks for a long time. Um, I mean, we had John, we had oh, yeah. John Henson, um, 
I mean, you could throw all the random dudes that we had this this season. Nobody listed Dante. Oh yeah, shit. Uh, another random one. You could go Shabazz Muhammad. Oh my god, yeah. You could go Michael Beasley. Beasley, yeah. Um, let's see. Reese Gaines. Remember that one? I don't even know yep. if he ended up suiting up for the Buck. I know he got drafted. I think you were 34 for us, didn't you? Maybe. <sighs> oh, Nate Walters was the other random white guard that I thought of. Oh, my God. He came in with uh, Jabari, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. He lasted like two years on our roster, too. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Oh, All we right. could, have, could have named the, the Spanish guy that we just signed. Oh, Luca Vildoza? Yeah. I think he's Argentinian, but oh. he plays in the Spanish League. Something like that. All right. Well, now that we've gotten that out of the way, I'm going to declare myself the winner because I said so. That's fine with me. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to let... I'm going to make Jake go first. We're going to jump into our bad sports casters here. we got some good examples um, in the worst way possible. So um, Jake has his two. His two are Adam Rank and Stephen A. Smith. I have yep. my two are Dan Orlovsky and Colin Coward. And then together, Jake and I are just going to tear apart Skip Bayless. And then after that, we're going to share some really bad fan takes, some of which I found today and are pretty ridiculous that – that they even said on <laughs> social media, but um, all right, Jake, let's uh, let's get some Adam Rank bad sportscaster takes. All right, so I had a couple extra ones, but I broke it down to just two. But all those guys are awesome. <laughs> all right, no, they're not. So Adam Rank, <laughs> if you don't know, Adam Rank works for uh, NFL Network. Uh, he goes on Good Morning Football. Uh, he's basically their fantasy football guy, but he calls himself the Chicago Bears super fan because he's a really big super fan of the Bears. Um, tuned in. What up, Justin? How we doing, man? Uh, that's um, Justin. I've actually been talking to him on Twitter, so he came to, to support the show. What up, man? Thank you. So the first one I had was from 2020, and he always does a record prediction. <laughs> and... That was that mine came from actually because I thought both of these were absolutely horrible and I'm like, how the hell do they still allow this guy to do this? So in 2020, he predicted the Packers would go eight and eight and miss the playoffs. Obviously, that didn't happen. We ended up going 13 and three, and with the number one seed in the NFC. Uh, we've heard that story before. Yikes! In that same record prediction, he predicted the Broncos to go 11 and five. <laughs> Win the AFC West is back in 2020, by the way, and be the 2C AFC. He predicted that defending champs, this is after the Chiefs won the title. What up, man? He predicted the Chiefs would miss the playoffs after winning the Super Bowl and having a superstar quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. Oh, my God. Tell me how bad that is. Seriously. That's really bad. Did you see his record prediction for this year? I just saw it the other day. Yes, and that is my next one, so hold on oh a second. Oh, my God. So you saw the Bears one? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Damn. yep. I was going to ask you – okay, so I can still ask. What, what is your record prediction? I know this will change because we're going to do an episode on it, actually. 
Um, what is how many wins do you think the Bears? You know, this can change. If, if I had to set the betting line right now, I would say like six and a half. And I would say that is completely fair. That's that's tough. I have a tough choice trying to go over or under on six and a half. Uh, tell me what he has the Jets at for this year. I can, I will look that up in a sec. Bad sports take. Brewers win the division. Um, at sports tapping at Josh here for blowing a save, and then your team loses multiple games by twelve plus runs. <laughs> That's a bad sports take, Wilkins. Uh, uh, a good ahead, a good a good fastball is thirty five miles an hour. Okay. Uh, All right. That one hurts worse than this bad take here. So he did predict the Packers go twelve and five. So he was smart on that. All right, that's fair. But he picked us to lose to the fucking Bears. Yeah. Not happening. Sorry. Not happening. Oh god, the Bears record is so bad. Um he predicted (sighs) the Bears to go ten and seven. That is damn near playoffs, dude. Oof. He predicted the Vikings to go seven and ten, which I can see that honestly. <laughs> I, I could. I'd flip those two, honestly. I would. I would flip them too. I think the Vikings are a ten win team, but say the Vikings just lose a couple games by craziness, like right, they, they I, like the Vikings. The Vikings are a coin flip from eight and nine and yeah. ten and seven. Like, and he picked the Lions to go five and twelve. I can see that. Like, I think it's equally possible that the Lions win five or fewer games as it is that the Lions win six and the Bears win five. I think those two outcomes are equally possible. I think what's going to happen in the NFC North is the Bears and Lions are going to be fighting for last place. They're both mm-hmm. going to be talking shit to each other. The Vikings are going to think they're as good as us because they're only going to be a couple wins away. And the Packers mm-hmm. are going to be a much better football team this year because we're going to be more well-rounded. Although so I, don't, balance, I don't think – Balance is my word of the year for 2020 or for 2022. Yeah. I don't think they're winning 13 games. So – him picking the Bears to go ten and seven is really, really showing his homerism to the Bears. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. All right. So that's your Adam Rank, huh? Uh, and you know what? It's ironic that his name is Rank, and he's really bad at rankings. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he should be Adam Tank because that's what the Bears are gonna do this year. Oh, take it <laughs> in, baby. <laughs> also, he's an Angels fan, so he just recently watched his team lose a lot of games. Oof, that's that's rough. Um, speaking of of things that are rough to watch, remember that time where Dan Orlovsky just ran out of the back of the end zone for a safety? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> that was horrible. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> so he was actually on the Pat McAfee show the other day. Um, and Dan Orlovsky has a really weird obsession with Carson Wentz. Like a really weird obsession with Carson Wentz. Okay. So this is kind of a bonus bad take by Dan Orlovsky. But in 2019, he continued asserting that Carson Wentz was better than Dak Prescott. <laughs> oh, God. So this, is, okay. this was him on the Pat McAfee show really recently. This was like at the end of May, I think. So he was trying to explain away Carson Wentz's season last year by saying that Indianapolis had a lack of skill players and had some bad habits off the field before the 2021 season. And before that season, he thought that Carson Wentz would be in the MVP conversation. Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) 
he had arguably the the best offensive player in the entire NFL on his team in Jonathan Taylor, and he had Michael dude, Pittman. Dude, like, he what else do you need? He barely had to throw 20 times a game. <laughs> <laughs> Beginning of the season, MVP conversation. End of the season, no weapons. <laughs> he's oh god, he's yeah. he, dude. He's and Michael still, Pittman is a baller. Yeah, he is. He's still obsessed with with Carson Wentz. Um, I didn't yeah, Chris it. Chris Sims has some bad ranks. Like I feel like Chris Sims knows his stuff until it comes to ranking players. Yeah, I think ranking players should just be a job in itself and not for everybody. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, like I I feel like Chris Sims knows the game of football, but I feel like he's not great at player evaluation. Like there's this Facebook group. And this guy keeps putting this NFC North uh, wide receiver rankings. And he literally has KJ Osborne on the Vikings above Alan Lazard. I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah. So he's clearly a Vikings fan. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Yikes. All right. So it? here's my, I got the, the, uh, the Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott one was just a bonus. So here's, here's my second one. <laughs> You'd think that. You'd think that. Well, you would think that about Orlovsky too, but he loves freaking Wentz. Yeah. I mean, with him being a quarterback, that's where I feel like his knowledge of the game comes in. But, yeah, just player evaluation, I'm, uh, I don't know. So this is my, my second Dan Orlovsky bad take. Okay. So this is in 2019. This is a Georgia game. Georgia is just being, like, steamrolled. Jake Fromm. <laughs> oh, God. Um <laughs> Oh, God. Jake Fromm, they're down by, I think they were down by like 21 points. And Jake Fromm leads a touchdown drive. And Dan Orlovsky tweets, this fourth quarter drive from Jake Fromm reminds me of Patrick Mahomes. Uh. (laughs) Listen, 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 listen. Jake Fromm finished that game 28 for 51 for 295 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. Oh my God! You compared him to Mahomes. Oh God! What is Fromm even doing? Is that guy still in the league? I don't even know if he's surviving on a practice. Oh program. my God! I don't know. I'll look it up. He was on somebody's team last year. I remember watching. I think him. he was. I think he was on the Bills practice squad before they brought in Trubisky. Oh, that could be. It. Oh my God! You guys, ever seen the page freezing cold takes? No, I have not. No, I've seen a Twitter account that's old takes exposed. That's a good one. Okay, okay. He was on the Bills. Ah, good call. I I knew I watched him. I knew I watched him. All right. You ready for the Stephen A. Smith abuse? This one's going to be rough. I know it is. (sighs) Okay. Before I say this, just know that some of these are very controversial, but these are not my words, Okay. All I'm doing is exposing a man for talking like an idiot, okay? First thing I'm going to say is, screw you, Stephen A. Smith, because the first one I'm going to talk about is the one we talked shit about Milwaukee last year. Mm -hmm. And he said, do you really want to be in Milwaukee? That where you want to be. He replies with a definite and very loud, hell no. Screw you. Okay. It was May. It It was like the middle of May. He's like... Um, this dude was heckling him after he got off a bus, and the dude's like, oh, welcome to our terrible city. And he's like, it's 70 degrees here. It's like, 70 is gorgeous. He's like, I left 110-degree Miami to come here. 
yeah. 40 degrees colder. It's like, dude, 70 is like the perfect temperature. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I mean, we live in it, so a little different for us, I guess. So, okay. <laughs> so this is from March 9th, 2015. I had to get these ones on my phone because it was too much to write. I typed them out. Sure. He said, Chip Kelly makes decisions over the last couple of years that are, dare I say, leaves a few brothers feeling uncomfortable. You got brothers walking the streets like, what's up, Chip? This is obviously when Chip Kelly was the coach of the Eagles. Mm-hmm. This quote was referring to when the Eagles were going to trade McCoy because he was starting to get injury prone, and they didn't want to pay Jeremy Macklin. Remember when he started to get hurt? Mm-hmm. So if you if you look into this quote – I think he's trying to say that Chip Kelly was racist. I don't know. I mean, he, I think around that time they just brought, they just traded for Kiko Alonso and they paid, I think they just paid Zach Ertz, if I remember correctly. They might have, that might have been like the year or the year after that they brought in Alshon Jeffrey, too. Yeah. So it's like, I don't understand what his point was with that, but that was terrible. All right. This one. This one's a little tough, in my opinion. So this is from July 22nd, 2014. I went into the vault. I was scrolling for days, man. I got some old ones. I am a proponent of most of the causes the gay community has fought for. And I think that it's wrong how they've prejudged against. Sorry. But I have to slow down my stepson. He's right next to me on this loud couch. But having said all that, I think it's important to recognize that that doesn't mean you have you have to people being comfortable around you talking about Michael Sam. And he's talking about people, you know, not drafting Michael Sam because him coming out as openly gay would be more of a distraction because they were comparing this on the show. Would Michael Sam be more of a distraction or Michael Vick be more of a distraction? So he's literally saying that a guy coming back from dogfighting would be more of a distraction than a guy because he's gay. Which to me makes zero sense. Wow. Yeah. You know, I get that sexual orientation is like a like a big deal, like when it happens because there aren't very many openly homosexual professional athletes out there. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jason, like Jason Collins was like just recently, like in the last few years, the first um, basketball player to come out as gay. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, like Michael Sam, and then last year Carl Nassib um, came out as gay from the NFL. Um, I think there's been a couple baseball players, but not any, not any like really notable ones. And it's hard with baseball to keep track of that, just because there's so many leagues and there's so yeah, much depth and to it. And triple A. Um, yeah, so it's a little bit harder to keep track of that. But like, yeah, to your point, like sexual orientation versus dog fighting, like that's. And I like Mike Vick, tough. but how can you make that comparison? You know. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's bad. All right, this is, this is the worst one in my opinion. This is from March 27, 2015. He said, I don't see white guys getting called out for smoking weed. You put a shot on all these guys smoking weed that get busted for it. All of them, practically all of them, black, 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 blowing millions on some weed. Really? And this was right around the time when people found out, a white guy, by the way, a really famous white guy, Michael Phelps, smokes weed. And people were going at him for that. So this is just him saying that people, oh, my God, they won the game. They should not have made it that close. I was watching the game. They should not – like he, he shouldn't make it about race. At the end of the day, if you're talking professional athletes getting in trouble for smoking weed, 
Just leave it at professional athletes getting in trouble for smoking weed. Yep. It doesn't have to be black and white. That that's the thing is like we you it's not things like that don't have to be a race issue until somebody makes it a race issue. That's what I'm saying too. Like you're like you're saying, yeah, like a, a professional athletes. Like that's they're all professional athletes. And the thing, the really big thing is here is that they're all people. Yeah. They are people. I don't I don't see a black person or a white person first thing. I see a person. That's they are people. And actually, we just saw a really sweet Giannis quote, quote today. Mm. And I actually 100% agree with it. And that's the reason why I kind of wanted to bring this one up. Um, sure. Giannis said, men of quality don't fear equality. So for that, that t-shirt. yeah, man, that means a lot. It really does. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not scared of being equal with everybody. I think everybody should have equal bread, mm-hmm. but I don't think we should be paying five dollars a gallon. I just had to bring it up. I had to bring it up. I had to say it. I'm sorry. I had to say it because I'm sick and tired of it. I pay for me and my girlfriend's gas right now, and I'm getting destroyed. <laughs> uh, I'm glad my job that I got in February is so much closer to home because now I only drive like four miles a day instead of like twenty or thirty. Damn, you got lucky, yeah. huh? Yeah, I went from filling up once a week to filling up once a month. Whew. Yeah. Lucky All right. Man. Yeah. All right. This one. These are these are all more sports takes, but this is a. Uh... <laughs> this one's really... this dude. This has got to be the dumbest one. The, the the first one that I'm going to start with is probably the dumbest one. But just recently, he was asked what team, based on their record in 2021, has the best chance of doubling their win total in 2022, and he answered the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings won eight games last year. Colin Coward said the Vikings are more likely to win 16 games than a team like the Lions, who won three to win six, or the Panthers, who won five to win ten. He picked the Vikings to double their win total. If everybody in America doesn't pick the Lions, I swear to God we don't know sports. Oh, my God. Like the Panthers. I could see the Panthers winning ten games because the NFC South is going to take a step back, in my opinion. I don't know, man. Uh, the, The Saints look good, and the Buccaneers look really good. The Saints are a border. The Saints, it, it depends on their quarterback situation. Yeah, and Alvin true. Kamara is going to miss, like, what, six, seven, eight games? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's true. They have that and good defense. Nobody, nobody knows what's happening with Michael Thomas yet, but sure. they do have Chris Olavi and Jarvis Landry. So they got good wide receivers. Yeah, I heard, uh, I heard uh, they're trying to get OBJ down there. That's what, that's what Landry just said the other day. He's trying to get OBJ down there, too. Well, if that happens, Michael Thomas is getting traded. Oh, 100%. They can't afford all that. Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> um, and they got to pay Lattimore, I think, too. Oh, yeah. And he's – no, I think they paid him. Didn't, oh, did no, they, they pay him already? They let that safety walk. I, I, mm. I don't think they did. I think I think they let Jenkins. that safety walk. Was it Jenkins? Walk. No, it was uh, Williams, the guy who was responsible for the Minnesota Miracle. I can't take a shower after that. Oh, <laughs> man. All right. So that was my first Colin Coward take. I actually have a bunch of Colin Coward ones. I'm ready for this. February 2020, Colin Coward said Joe Burrow is a great story, but not a great prospect. 
Mm. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. All right. How'd that work out? 2016 NBA Finals. The Cavs are down 2-0, oh, no. and he says LeBron can't score 45 or get chased down blocks anymore. At 31, he compared him to a pitcher getting Tommy John surgery oh. and coming back. At 31, and now at 37, LeBron is still going. He's still getting Boxers. chased down blocks and putting up 45, bro. <laughs> the 2016 NBA Finals, for those of you who don't know, was the one the Warriors were up 3-1 and the Cavaliers came back to win the series. Ooh. And LeBron went freaking nuts for three straight games. Compared him to a pitcher coming back from Tommy John surgery. Wow. Yikes. Wow. That's clear clickbait right there. Oh, Matt said, I wish LeBron would stop. I don't know. I, I feel like even when LeBron retires, people are still going to talk about him every day. He's one of the yeah. top five best players of all time. Either way you look at he it, is. if you, if yep, you love him or hate him, he's top five. Yep. If you hate him, he's that's, the, that's how I feel. All right. <laughs> that's impressive. Um, ESPN also, yeah. I mean, people click on LeBron stuff, so that's what it is. Yeah. Um, this one, this one is the this one is based around the 2022 All NBA. Um, teams. So Colin Coward believes that you should have to play 85% of your team's games to be eligible for postseason or for end of season awards. So this by by that standard, this is Colin Coward's NBA first team and second team. Oh no. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be bad. His, His first team is Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins, and Nikola Jokic. Come on. <laughs> Here, oh, God, this is so bad. His second team, oh, man, this is so bad. His second team is LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, Tobias Harris, Julius Randle, and Carl Anthony Towns. No fucking way he said that out loud. <laughs> No way he said that out loud. No way. Bro, Tobias Harris on the on the all NBA second team, Julius Randle? No way in hell he said oh that. Oh my god. Has he tuned into a freaking Knicks game? They show 60 of them on ESPN. Julius Randle is an awful one. No, that's a real tweet, Simon. Like I can oh my god, I can find the tweets that we referenced for all this. Julius Randle. The only way and, to be worse than Tobias Harris. Because I Tobias is at least a really cool guy, I feel like. He could have been at the Bucks list. He could have. We didn't even bring him up. Spoke of JJ Redick. I forgot about him, too. Yeah, shit. You know who couldn't? Because he's horrible and I don't want him on my team. That's Julius Randle. Way overrated. <laughs> only yep. rated that high because he plays in New York. No other And he used to play in L.A. Yeah, true. Was it posted Jeez. on April 1st? I don't <laughs> No, it was posted. <laughs> it was posted maybe on like June first, but yeah, it was. Yikes! Jesus, I got that's, one more. That's bad. I have, I have one more that's worse. That's worse than all of these so far. Oh. Okay. Okay. Let's go. 2014. Oh, no. Colin Coward said Dak Prescott is a backup tight end. Oh my. God. 
Oh, that one got me. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, that one got me. Oh, I cried a little. That one was good. Oh, my God. Oh, Simon said, oh, that's how it gets worse. I, I started feeling it. Oh, man. I started feeling the tear come out. I was like, fuck, I just got to let it out. Oh, shit. Wow. Oh, God, it's warm in here now. I don't even like Dak Prescott <sighs> because I don't like the Cowboys. But, I mean, I don't hate Dak Prescott. I think he's like, a little overrated. but He's a little overrated, but he's clearly better than Carson Wentz. Yeah, he's better than Kirk Cousins. Or Lofsky. Oh, yeah. I would put him in that he he's maybe he's maybe bottom top ten. He's maybe top ten. Yeah. I can see an argument for top ten. Top twelve. He's in that area. Yeah. But fuck <sighs> man, man. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's good wow. stuff. We haven't even gotten to skip Bayless yet, dude. Wow. Dude. Oh, oh Skip man, Bayless, dude. Skip Bayless literally gives me a headache. Oh man, I feel like I at, at all the same time. I feel like I want to puke and stab myself in the face when I hear Skip Bayless talk. Like I like it's Skip Bayless's Twitter is like a, like a really 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 bad car crash. Um, can you imagine still having a job after tweeting that? Like, oh god. That's that's the thing where like the quality of of like mainstream sports media, like it's there to get you to click on their stuff. It's not there to give you a quality product. Bottom line, <sighs> Skip Skip would say a lot of stuff about a lot of quarterbacks. I have a lot of really bad Skip takes that go back in the vault. Um, Bro, Skip <sighs> Skip hates my two favorite players of all time, so I hate this guy. That's that's fair. Uh, I just want to point out that we're going to start on Skip Bayless. Uh, Skip Bayless during the Bucks Celtics series was like tweeting in all caps that Giannis and Bobby Portis should be ejected because they had inadvertent elbows that hit Boston Celtics players, but had yep. nothing to say when Al Horford elbowed Giannis, and nothing to say when Tristan Thompson elbowed Bobby Portis. He doesn't like the Bucks. He doesn't like Giannis. He doesn't like Wisconsin. Yeah, that's true. If Skip Bayless talked about baseball, I'm sure he'd have some dumb shit to say about the Brewers too. I got a lot of old Skip Bayless ones. All right, why don't we alternate here? Why don't you start, and then I'll say one. I'll say one. I just I just started, so go ahead. Okay. Do you remember? So this was back when Tebow first started. Yeah, he like, was in love playing. with Tebow for a while. I got two Tebow ones that are really fucking bad. <laughs> okay, I'll start with the first one. Okay, go ahead. Because then I have to set up the next one. He said that Tim Tebow was going to be the next Brett Favre. Yeah. Yeah, bro. That's pretty high praise. That guy's a three-time MVP. Super Bowl champ, 500 career touchdown passes. I understand the interceptions, but, man. He was the he gunslinger. Played, man, he played a lot of games. Oh, my like, God. Bro, that's bad. 
That's bad. Right? You want to hear bad? 2014, he said he would take Jay Cutler over Matthew Stafford any Sunday. <laughs> okay. Great transition, by the way. He said that he would take Tim Tebow if there was one drive to win a game. He would take Tim Tebow I remember over Aaron Rodgers. Yep, I remember that one. Uh, oh, man. No way, bro. No <clears throat> yeah, way. he called Aaron Rodgers unclutch. Yep. <clears throat> he he loved Johnny Manziel for a long time, too. I got a lot of Johnny Manziel ones. Yeah, he was a, he was a Manziel guy. <clears throat> um, <laughs> This was also... 2014, he said that Derek Fisher would be a better head coach in the NBA than Steve Kerr. <laughs> Derek Fisher coaches in the WNBA now, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's awesome. And Steve Kerr's winning <laughs> titles, bro. In the real league. I'm sorry, I had to say it. We all feel that oh, way, okay? That's awesome. We all feel that way. Uh, <laughs> also in 2014, he would. He said that Khalil Mack was a great pick by the Raiders, but Johnny Manziel would have been a better one. What? Oh my god! This guy, bro. He's uh, got some bad. He's got some bad Dak Prescott takes too, or just one specifically. But I'll let you go. Okay. Do you remember a linebacker with a fake girlfriend that played for Notre Dame? Yeah, Manti Teo. He said this about Manti Teo. I wrote down the entire quote. One day when Manti Teo, the next Ray Lewis, has retired after 15 or so NFL seasons as a perennial pro bowler, maybe we'll have that 18 college playoff. Bro. Oh my god! Like, why? Why do you go from zero to a hundred on guys who've played this much, bro? This was before the championship game. <laughs> oh he predicted god. Notre Dame to beat Alabama. Oh. See, and the thing is, with guys like that, tell me, I am not oh shocked. Tell god. me. <sighs> The thing is with guys like that is they can say really, 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 really dumb shit, and then everybody uh -huh. forgets about it because they say more dumb shit the next day. Yep, and that is the clickbait culture. That is human clickbait. Skip Bayless is the embodiment of human clickbait. In 2016, he said Jerry Jones should be concerned about drafting Dak Prescott over Cardell Jones. What? <sighs> I, just fucking, I, just <laughs> I got more too. I got more. I got more. There's so many bad things on here. Give me another one for some reason. <clears throat> so this was in 2009 before LeBron James went to <laughs> Miami. Okay. And then the Boston Celtics had beat LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh -huh. He said LeBron had a triple-double in this game. He did also uh -huh. have nine turnovers, so like I'll level with him on that. He gave LeBron a D minus in the game only because he had a triple double. And he said LeBron will never win a ring. Oh god. 
You know, I watched this guy for years drag and drag Aaron Rodgers and LeBron James through the mud. But whenever something happens to Brady or the Cowboys, then it's nothing bad. Or if it happens from a Wisconsin team or against a Wisconsin team, you know, Bobby Portis should be ejected from the game in all caps. But Bobby Portis gets elbowed in the face, literally bleeding from the eye. And, uh, yeah, oh, my Twitter doesn't work today. I don't know if you guys even – I don't watch the show, but I know Shannon always sticks up for Rodgers and always – he keeps it real. I mean, he gives some criticism when it's due. Mm-hmm. Well, he always talks about how it's a team game. It's a team game. Like, well, if this didn't happen to the defense or this didn't happen to the special teams and Rodgers would have a chance for this or this or this, right, yep. A, B, C. Yep. He would, like, be like, if this happened, then this changes this. Yep. But when he does that to Brady – Skip Bayless gets all bent out of shape like, no, yeah. Brady's the greatest ever. He would have uh-huh. let them down to win the game. And it's just like – I don't – I just can't handle that guy. <clears throat> no, Steven and Skip Bayless survived on TV for a long time. That is amazing. And they're still it's on because television. there was no Fox Sports 1. I know. <laughs> Do you ever watch on Wednesdays, uh, first take? No. I try they to have, avoid that. Oh, God. They have the Mad Dog Russo guy on there. He's from like a New York radio show or whatever. God, whenever you talk about great teams, this guy just comes out of nowhere and starts talking about teams from, like, the fucking 30s. And I'm like, dude, how is that relevant? It's 100 years ago. What's wrong with this guy? Did you see the rant he made after the Cow- the Packers beat the Cowboys last time? No, I didn't. I did not. I try to avoid Skip Bayless. I do, too. Honestly, for me, I get a lot of my, a lot of my sports, um, like, opinion stuff that I take in. Um, Don't disrespect Mad Dog. It's a different Mad Dog. Um. So, Stephen A is somewhat likable at sometimes. Skip is just always annoying. It was, I find them both to be annoying all the time. So, like I was saying, most of most of the stuff that I take in, um, I prefer to read it. Um, I prefer to read most of the sports opinion stuff that I get because I feel like, um, like the beat reporters from, you know, the various cities or from, you know, just from like quality publications I feel are far more trustworthy than the, the quote unquote shock jock stuff that you would get on um, like a first take or, or an undisputed um, or, you know, like, like things like that. Um, Cause I feel like that stuff is like just drama to get people to watch. It's honestly, it's no better than reality television. And it really is in my opinion. It's it's literally just fabricated drama to make you click on it and watch it. I agree. So I like to read more than I watch. I'm gonna respond about <clears throat> Mad Dog. I understand that he's a legend, but when we're talking about greatest teams or something like that, I don't need you bringing up the 1930 Boston Celtics. I don't care. Okay, none of those players would survive today. I don't None care of those players probably are alive today. <laughs> probably not. But they wouldn't survive in the league today, and I don't care what anybody says. And if you have to break it up by air, they have to break it up by air, but Jesus criminy. I mean, he did get yeah, some podcasts. Is, he gave love to the, to the Packers the other day because he said one of the greatest teams of all time that doesn't get talked about is the 1962 Green Bay Packers. So I did respect that. A that lot crazy. of Hall of Famers on that team. A lot. Yeah, a couple. The team. They got to coach the team. You know, they just named a trophy after him. You know. Yeah. Okay. No big deal. 
<clears throat> yeah, podcast is definitely yeah. better. Um, oh, Mike, what's up? Uh, definitely got more Bayless. Definitely got more Bayless. Uh, the Athletic is a good one. Um, Bleacher Report is pretty good for the most part. Yahoo Sports is usually pretty good. Um, um, I didn't care for Tebow, personally. I'm going to tell you what. That shit got old fast. Not going to lie. Yeah. yeah. Got old real fast. Um, Yahoo Sports, The Athletic is good. Um, if you just read from the actual like sites like MLB, um, like guys like Adam McKelvey, they write good stuff. Um, end of an era, and Packers football was general was dominant. Yeah, I mean that would have been cool to see some of those older teams play football. Um, but yeah, the Athletic is definitely a quality outlet, I would say. Um, personally, you know, me being a writer for fan side, I'd like to throw my hat in the ring, but I'm just uh, just working my way up to that. But um, maybe Simon will start reading my stuff. <laughs> Let me tell you something real quick. So the guy who I get my tickets from, his name is Greg, and he was born in 1948 or 47, I remember. He actually went to the Ice Bowl. Now, I know, I know, everybody went to the Ice Bowl, but this guy has had season tickets his entire life. His dad had season tickets. Pass them on to him. He's going to pass them on to his grandson. Has taught me so much stuff about the old Packers, man. He always tells me, "Oh, look up this guy, look up this guy," and I'm just like, "Dude, you know so much about the Packers, it's insane." And I'm actually, you know, I was going to talk to you about this. I'll just say it live on camera now. I was going to try to see if you wanted to come on here and just, just talk for like 10, 15 minutes, dude. I'm telling you, you will learn so much about the Packers just from listening to Greg talk, and he's one of the nicest humans. I would have learned a lot more from the old Packers had I not been hammered during the trivia. Yeah, same here, dude. <laughs> I told him I won, by the way. I was like, dude, I got so lucky that my buddy wasn't playing and he was hosting, because I think Tyler would have won. But I was like, I won, so you can respect me. He's like, oh, you got to watch the ice ball. I'm like, I've seen highlights and stuff, but, ah, oh, God, how old is he? I do not love Athlon. Simon, I appreciate that. You know, Matt, I've never actually asked him how old he is because I, I don't know. That's just if you said he was weird. born in forty-seven or forty-eight, that would make him that make him like seventy-five. Yeah, he's a pretty old guy, dude. He has a he has like an early sixties Mustang that he drives and picks up his grandson and dude, it is a slick looking car, man. Nice. And I was like, I was like, Greg, that's a nice ride. He's like, you got good taste, Jake. Oh, he's a great <laughs> guy, dude. He's such a good dude. I want to give him a shout out, uh, Greg. <laughs> all right, man. You got more Skip Bayless takes because I do. No, I, I wrote down I wrote down my couple that we we set, and then I was gonna let you take over because you told me you found a. Sick I <clears throat> I found a th- a thread of old Skip Bayless tweets that were really bad. Oh man! All right, I'm just gonna go in order. I have one from 2012, two from 2013, three from 2013, and one from 2020. So I'm just gonna go in order of chronological here. Okay. 2012, he said he would take Josh Freeman over Cam Newton. Okay. I don't even have to respond to that one. That's just stupid. They they get they get really bad. Um, 2013, he said Johnny Manziel will be better than Russell Wilson. Oh, God. Listen, man, I was on the Johnny Manziel hype train too, but... You can you get off. It's okay. You can just you say had, I was wrong about Johnny Manziel and just get you, off the hype train. You had you have to know that. You know when you watch the accuracy and watch the quarterback, it's gonna be a baller. The only reason he wasn't drafted is because he was under six feet tall, like early. If, the, if Russell Wilson was six three, he's a first rounder easily, no problem. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um. This. Oh God. 
There's these are two really bad ones from 2000, 2013, 2013. Okay. He called Tavon Austin the Barry Sanders of wide receivers. He tweeted that out. That is a real tweet. I won't lie. When Tavon Austin was in college, he was a cold-blooded killer. I mean, he's about to turn into one of the best NFL legends of all time. He had like a really, like a really good stretch of like two years where he had like four kick return for touchdowns, and like that was it. Like he was never like that great of a wide receiver. He was always more of a gadget player. I agree. Okay. This is my last one from 2013. <sighs> he said RG3 would be better than Aaron Rodgers. Yep. I remember that one, actually. I remember that one. <sighs> RG3, if he didn't get hurt, and that's a big if, obviously. Washington is just a complete joke. That has not changed. I actually thought RG3 was going to be good because he actually was accurate at times. And he had a pretty strong arm, and he was fast. So I thought he was going to be good. If he didn't end up on Washington, I to this day think that RG3 would still be a good I, I was I was happy for him that he got some second chances in Cleveland and Baltimore, but like yeah. he never did anything with them. After to, the after to they say, Yeah, to say in 2013 – just like less than three years removed from Aaron Rodgers winning a Super Bowl and then going 15 and one the following season. And you're going to pick RG3 over that? Seriously. And the guy's throwing like zero interceptions and he's throwing 40 plus touchdowns. Like, what, yeah. what do you want? What do you want from him? Seriously. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I have we one should, more. I, should, I bet you we could find some current tweets about him talking about Rodgers. Oh, I bet we could. Um, <clears throat> my last, my last one that I have for Skip Bayless in 2020, he said Tua Tagovailoa would be better than Justin Herbert. Oh God! Ah, Tua is that guy where, like, even at his peak, he's going to be a little above average. Justin Herbert is a straight up stud. He's a baller. He's a stud, dude. Like, there's questions about Justin Herbert taking a leap. Like, say the Chargers just put it all together this year and they win the division. Some people are saying that they would consider Herbert to believe, which obviously is a little bit of an overreaction. But, dude, Herbert's got a gun and he can move. Yeah. That's uh, pretty all cool. right. <clears throat> You know, I'm glad, I'm glad that this is on here. I just pulled up. Skip Bayless's Twitter page, just so that I could uh, read his lead, his latest Aaron Rodgers tweets. So this was these are both on January twenty second. I guess Aaron Rodgers also got immunized against winning in the postseason. Like that's you know just regular trash talk. Fine. Um, oh god, this is so dumb. All caps. Aaron Rodgers, four time MVP, is now seven and nine in the playoffs since he won that one Super Bowl eleven years ago. Overhyped, overrated. Come on, man. This is this is one of my my bad fan takes is that fans of NFL teams still track wins and losses as a quarterback stat. Stop that. There are 22 starters. There are three phases of the game. The quarterback affects one. 
the quarterback has no say on special teams, which if the special teams in the Packers plays well, um, just plays normal and doesn't spot San Francisco 10 points, we're not having the discussion that Aaron Rodgers had a bad playoff game. He had one bad playoff game, and his special teams lost the game for them. Now, if, if they don't so block that no. punt. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't block that punt and we survive, the Pat owning the Rams for years now. Who says we don't beat the Rams and we're the Super Bowl champs? Yeah, it's a it's a hypothetical thing, but yeah, you know, it's stop yeah. tracking wins as a as a quarterback stat. It just really doesn't make no sense. Like how many? Yeah, the defense is the other thing I was going to bring up. How many times did Rodgers lose like forty four to thirty five in the playoffs? Wow, thirty five points should be more than enough to win you a football game. You know what we're not bringing up because we're talking about special teams and defense. What about McCarthy? Where does McCarthy get blamed? He called a horrible game. This is something nobody brings up in that 2014 NFC Championship game loss. Nobody talks about how horrible he called on the goal line. We went four to four down. Horrible. That was awful. We had all these wide receivers. Not once did you try to spread them out. We just kept handing the fucking ball off. Obviously, it wasn't working the first two times you did it, you fat idiot. God. <laughs> I'm so excited for him to come to Green Bay in week 10. Oh, yeah. That's going to be so Me fun. Too. I'm really um, excited to make Jack Prescott look like a backup tight end. Because <laughs> our defense will uh, be real, bro. Um, February 10th, Skip Bayless tweeted, Aaron Rodgers just won MVP. Tom Brady should have. Um, if I hear one more person say that, I just had this, this argument. so dumb. Here, you're going to hear another thing. This is another thing. Um, Devontae Adams, the NFL's best wide receiver, basically said he's had enough of Aaron Rodgers. Now the NFL's most overpaid player can't blame Devontae. Aaron is all about Aaron. Congrats, 17. Literally, like, last week, Rodgers and Devontae were playing golf with each other. Give me another one. Aaron Rodgers threw for 225 tonight, but 75 came on that blown coverage lob to his back, Aaron Jones. He mostly dinks and dunks and looks for quick flips to the NFL's best receiver, Devontae Adams. Overhyped, overrated. What? (laughs) Aaron Rodgers, clutch putter, not so clutch playoff QB. Only the Packers played golf in January. Oh, I fucking hate this guy. Aaron Rodgers, who just birdied in the first hole, is more trustable in nationally televised golf match than big playoff games. Oh, he's a bitch, dude. March. Oh, God, this is dumb. Dude, he's a bitch. I'm so glad the Cowboys choke every year. I'm so glad because he's a Cowboys fan, apparently. I be- oh, this is so dumb. I, be- <laughs> I believe in Baker Mayfield, but I have no problem with the Browns preferring Deshaun. He's a top-five QB. Just on ability, I'd rather have Deshaun than Aaron Rodgers or Dak or Justin Herbert. What? I mean, Deshaun Watson's cold-blooded, but Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, bro. These people not understand? He runs to the left and the right. <laughs> Those dots, bro. Come on, man. Listen, listen to this. Come on, man. Some, Tom Brady needs to stop listening. Wouldn't be getting looked without Rogers. June 1st, Tom Brady needs to stop listening to Aaron Rodgers, who disagrees with Brady on every read on every putt. Brady just missed the go-ahead putt because he himself listened to Rodgers instead of himself. <laughs> so it had nothing to do with the guy swinging the putt. Yeah, not, yep, nothing to do with that. <laughs> That's horrible. That's horrible. Uh, 
January 27th, Brett Favre says Aaron Rodgers is gone from Green Bay. Now on Undisputed. Less than a month later, now it's a done deal. Aaron Rodgers will retire a Packer. <laughs> March 9th, March 9th, why Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I have debunked that one a hundred times. Oh, I don't know why that's up for... Predictive. This is March 8th. So just on, on January 27th, he said he tweets out that Brett Favre says Aaron Rodgers is gone from Green Bay. Then on March 8th, predictably, Aaron Rodgers signs a new deal to stay in Green Bay where he will retire. Dude, for, oh my god, we could have did Favre because technically he's a media person now. He says some dumb <sighs> shit, man. Jesus. January 27th, Broncos hire Aaron Rodgers' offensive coordinator. Does this mean Rodgers is headed to Denver? Oh, my God. Remember when we were talking about a couple weeks ago and we said that people who, like, don't have time and stuff to, to look into to sports, um, they they read this bullshit online and then they just run with it, and that's why we have to deal with, like, all these dumbasses. They, mm. He's one of the people that starts it. He's got the he's that's the thing. This is his whole job. He has the time to look this shit up and just chooses not to or like just has really ignorant and irrational takeaways that are just honestly it's it's just plain dumb. Um <laughs> like this, like we you and I talked about the NFL salary cap, which mm-hmm. you know we we really, really looked into it. Like mm-hmm. I spent I spent probably two hours like researching what the NFL salary cap is going to look like in the next 10 years. Skip mm-hmm. Bayless couldn't do that. March 16th, Aaron Rodgers breaks the bank in Green Bay. Congrats, Backer Nation. Do you, do you not realize how insanely the this NFL salary cap is going to boom in the next 10 years? Because I've talked about it. It's going to be nuts, dude. Seriously. And, $113 with a B going into the NFL and TV revenue in the next 11 years. It's only going to get more, dude. People are less and less <clears throat> starting to like other sports and more and more starting to like football. Football And, and the NBA officiating is not helping runs that. this country. Yeah, the NBA officiating is not helping that at all. And baseball being a really slow pace of no. play game and now hitting being down all the way across Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball's popularity is going down. And like I said, like I said, National Hockey League had their best season in years. They made like $5.2 billion the NHL did this year because they had some games nationally televised. I seriously, seriously, seriously still believe that the Major League Baseball is in in danger of being passed by the NHL in popularity if they keep getting more games nationally televised. Oh, and people I, realize how much fun hockey is to watch, and it's, it's more fun to watch than baseball. Honestly, my dad call my dad was like, "It's kind of a combination of football and basketball, but on ice skates." Because you get the physicality, but you also get the fast pace of. I would say it's like, I would say it's like soccer and basketball combined on ice skates. Because like you got to keep the okay. you got to keep the puck on the ground like the soccer ball, but um, Tyler. I know you didn't watch that episode, but I definitely said that. He definitely agrees with me. We don't want <laughs> that was one our last bonus episode was Rule Changes. Yes, we, we Matt, the want... NHL does need to expand into Milwaukee. They really do. Dude, I, dude, I just want to watch home runs, dude. I just want to watch dingers. I want to see you can hit it 500 feet on a consistent basis. That's all I care about. And my favorite team 
is the Brewers, and all they do is hit home runs, and they don't score any other way. So good for me, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. March 18th. <sighs> this could have just boiled down to Derek Carr is a lot better guy than Aaron Rodgers is. Devontae appreciates that. Life is short. You might as well spend your football life with somebody you actually like. Jesus. <sighs> Matt said rejuice. Right. Aaron Rodgers touched uh... up and won the show or won the match, but Brady stole the show. Okay. The only thing that I saw come out of that was the thing where Rodgers and Brady are like high fiving and they're like grabbing hands, and Rodgers is like ripping out of his t shirt and Brady has like a noodle arm. <laughs> Rodgers has some guns, dude. Yeah, he does. Oh, what I'm, talking about. I'm just going to go on my Facebook feed and I guarantee so this is what I wanted to do. I guarantee I can find somebody saying some stupid shit. Guarantee it. Here's that guy doing the wide receiver rankings. This could be a bad sports take from a fan. Yep, do it. So he has Jefferson, Thielen, one. I agree with that. This is wide receiver NFC North rankings. Amon Ross St. Brown, third. I could agree to that. Darnell Mooney, fourth. What nope. the hell has Mooney done at all to be fourth? Honestly. DJ Chark is fifth. Yeah. People literally forgot he was in the NFL. But he's the fifth best. He went from Jacksonville to Detroit. His situation did not improve. No. He literally just went from playing outside in 100 degrees to in a dome. At least he'll be more comfortable when you lose. <laughs> Until you go home. because Mooney had 5,000 yards. <laughs> yes, Matt, he is. Lazard is definitely underrated. Listen how underrated he is. He has K.J. Osborne as the sixth best. And then finally, Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard scored eight touchdowns last year. He had more touchdowns than, than Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, um, Julio Jones. He had more touchdowns than all of those guys. Uh, I thought you were just being sarcastic because that does sound like something Bears fans would say. You meant you meant a thousand yards. Listen, I'm not saying anything bad about Mooney. I actually think he's a really talented player, but to just throw him above Alan Lazard, who is who has had consistent success, and I understand that he didn't have a thousand yards, but he's I prefer touchdowns over yards. I can give a Same. shit about yards. That's why people are like, oh Brady had way more yards than Rodgers. I'm like, I don't give a I shit. Don't I, I don't care. I don't care. I, I really don't. Yards don't score you points. No, they don't. And that's but people why, like fantasy football, so you're you know yards. Ooh, mm. the yards don't mean shit. I mean they, they don't. Do. They do, but they don't. Okay, this is where it gets bad. I mean, Jameson Williams eighth. <clears throat> the guy's not even going to play half the year, and you have him as the eighth best wide receiver in the and league. literally hasn't stepped foot on an NFL field. Christian Watson ninth. I don't agree with having a rookie on there. I don't care. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's yep. not the ninth best. Byron Pringle, a special teamer. Special teamer, yep. Is above Randall Cobb. And by no means am I saying Randall Cobb is a superstar or even a star at this point. 
But if you're going to tell me you think Byron Pringle is a better fucking wide receiver than Randall Cobb, you've got some shit to figure out, dude. I wouldn't take Byron Pringle over Sammy Watkins, honestly. Neither, neither would I. <laughs> he has Sammy Watkins 16th, by the way. He rated the top 16. So after Cobb, he has the oldest rookie wide receiver in NFL history, Jones, Fellas Jones. Then he has another Viking wide receiver at 13, Bicey Johnson, however you say his name. Oh, busy. Yeah, Busy Johnson. Here's the best one. <laughs> Number 14, he has Equanius St. Brown. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yep. And then, the dude didn't beat out Malik Taylor for a roster spot last bro, year. Bro, he got cut from our team. And now and now he's what? He's the Bears' what? Third best wide receiver? Yeah, probably. Because Byron Pringle is their two, I believe. And Mooney's number yeah. one. Dude, after this year, Darnell Mooney will probably definitely be fourth because he's about to get force-fed. Yeah. Him and Komet are about to get force-fed, dude. Yep. And they're also about to throw a lot to those running backs, man. Because if they if they don't, just I feel bad for Tariq Cohen because he can't stay healthy. Like I like I like guys to be able to get like healthy opportunities. Like even though they don't play for my team, like still want guys to be healthy. Yeah, yeah, Simon, Simon. Here's the best part. Here's the best part about the whole thing. He goes, "Here's what I got from this." He made the rankings and then made a post and said, "Here's what I got from this." I don't care what you got from yourself, you freaking weirdo. You're like the people that heart your own statuses. <laughs> Nerd. What is that? <coughs> I agree oh, with man. that. I think Watkins has a chance, bro, to really, really. Uh, he's he's really like two opposite ends of the spectrum. Like I feel like he could tweak a hamstring in, in training camp and get cut, or yeah. he could go through a healthy season and actually be productive. Yeah, I man. really feel like there's no in between for Sammy Watkins. Talking about cuts, what do you think about Ben Kurt, man? I'm glad you brought that up because Simon's going to appreciate this because I know he had this discussion several times today. Uh oh, Jordan Love. There, there are people out there that believe that Kurt Benkert is better than Jordan Love. Okay, Kurt Benkert is definitely a cool guy, but he's not better absolutely a cool guy. But he's not better at football. He is a he's a practice squad quarterback. That's what Kurt yeah. Benkert is. I agree with that. But everybody's all like, "Oh my God, Jordan loves." He's been trash in every game he's played in. He's played ninety fucking minutes of NFL football. Yeah, he's been trash in that one game when we had a horrible, horrible game plan and we were on the road in one of the loudest stadiums against one of the best quarterbacks on the other sideline on an yeah, unexpected on an unexpected start. Like, the only reason Jordan Love started that game was because Rodgers was out with COVID. Yeah. Packers would have smashed the shit out of them, too, bro. Oh, my God, dude. We respect that ass, man. 90, 90 minutes of football and a first-round pick, which, yeah, this is another thing that I saw, too. And a first-round pick isn't better than a practice squad guy. I saw somebody say that Jordan Love, if not drafted by the Packers, would have gone undrafted. Wow. Not everybody should have access to social media. You know, the saddest part about the Jordan Love situation, and I agree with what Matt just said, is that nobody, like, looks in and reads stuff. And if they would, they would know that the Colts were trying to trade up for that same exact pick to take Jordan Love. Which, at this point, I kind of wish would have happened. But hindsight is twenty twenty. 
Oh yeah. <clears throat> I saw someone say he was. He had two wins in preseason last year. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Someone said he would have went in the seventh. No in hell. No, he would have been gone by probably pick forty at the latest, at the absolute latest. He would have got picked. I definitely agree with that. I don't know where. I'm not going to make projections. I didn't look into it that close. But his his stock was like rising going towards the draft because he has like a cannon of an arm. Well, he is a cannon. He has a good strong um, arm. He made some really nice throws in the preseason last year. Like I remember one to Malik Taylor. It was right on the sideline. Malik Taylor made a really nice catch on it. I remember that in the preseason last year. I mean, honestly, oh, just clean up some of the footwork and some of the just the random shit he does with the ball every once in a while. Like mm-hmm. he just Jordan needs Lowe some power. He was he was a raw prospect coming out of college. They knew that. Um, Matt, thanks for coming in. And I thanks, agree Matt. with you, Matt. He does Jordan Love does deserve better from this fan base. He really, really does. We call um, ourselves the, the best fans, and then we treat our players like this. Yeah, and that's honestly, there's they have that in every fan base. With with the Bucks, it's Chris Middleton. With the Brewers, it's Christian Yelich. Like it's it's really unfortunate. Um, he did have some good throws in Week 17 last year. The one interception that he threw was bobbled, so there's that too. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jordan Love does deserve better. To, to be calling him trash and garbage and should, like, trade him and all that because he's played a, a game and a half of NFL football. Like, you got to give him at least a season or two before you can actually, like, have a big enough sample size to make a judgment off. 90 minutes is not enough. I agree. Like, like I don't even know if the Jets know what they have in Zach Wilson yet, and he played almost the entire season last year. Well, with the with the Jets situation, and it's the same thing with with Love when we first got him. Say Rodgers would have been done, right? Or Rodgers would have retired last year or, or the year before. Mm-hmm. You still have a young coach in in, in Matt, right? Mm-hmm. And Matt, you know, I'm going to give him a little leeway in this. He didn't see how Jordan adjusted the things in, on the fly. So Matt inheriting Rodgers has definitely helped accelerated his growth, and that's just plain and simple. When he gets to Jordan, if he gets to Jordan, mm-hmm. he's going to have to learn how Jordan reacts to certain situations, and then they're going to have to grow together a different way that, that Rodgers and Matt have grown together. I'm talking about LaFleur, mm-hmm. if nobody understands that. But mm-hmm. when you have a young quarterback and a young coach, and I'm talking Salah and Zach Wilson in, in New York, they're going to have to learn what ways, what situations, how they react to certain things, and they're going to have to figure it out by themselves on the fly. That's the same thing with with Jordan Love. He plays a completely different brand of football than Aaron Rodgers does. He controls the pace differently. He sees things differently. So Matt's going to have to learn. He's got so much more experience. Yeah, he's going to have to learn how to put him in in situations where he can succeed. Where Mm -hmm. Rodgers, like you're saying, the experience factor comes in. Rodgers has seen everything already at this point. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit different. Matt can be like, all right, I can call any fucking play, and Aaron Rodgers is going to make it work. He literally calls two plays every possession, and Rodgers picks one. That's because we, he's the goat, and I don't care what nobody says. Okay, he's the goat. He is. He's the he's the best football player of all time. Brady is the most accomplished. There's a distinction there, and you can pick both, but make that distinction. Yeah. You can I, give credit to one without discrediting the other, and that that's the biggest thing right there. And that goes to the same thing to like basketball debates when you talk about, you know, Kobe, MJ, LeBron, Magic, mm-hmm. 
you know, the centers, you can go into the center debate. Shaquille O'Neal, Kareem, Hakeem, Chamberlain. You don't have to knock somebody down to build somebody else up. That's that's exactly it. Like, Rodgers is great, dude. He could play off schedule. He could juke seven linemen out, jump in the air, flip the ball, and still throw it over two DBs. That is insane. That is absolutely insane. The throw to Jared Cook during the Cowboys game has got to be one of the most insane things ever. That was crazy. Bro, it looked like it was going out of bounds, and it came back in. Like, what? Dude, he threw a ball so perfectly that it went behind an eagle defensive back's back and directly into Devontae Adams' hands. Bro. (laughs) I still can't get over the one throw he did last year against the Lions, bro. To Tunyon up the middle. He literally had a a window this big, and he's just like, you know what? I was going through this thing. Tony had his hands like this, and it fell right there. How? How do you do that? We can make a list of 100 throws from Aaron Rodgers' career. Yep. I don't understand any of them. What about the, the Hail Mary into the Giants uh, end zone before halftime in the oh. playoffs? Well, first of all, Randall Cobb got away with a push-off, but that's neither. It was it was pretty good amount of time before the ball got there. Oh, 100%. But there's pass interference and shit on those anyways. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you could do the miracle in Motown, which I give I give Richard Rodgers a little more credit than I give Aaron Rodgers on that play, just to go and track that ball. Yeah, um, and the time it his yep. four vertical, dude. His dude, like the four back pedal steps that he took, and then to jump up and catch the ball like here, that's yeah, that's awesome. And then to um, not get knocked out, yeah, yeah. All right, so Simon, we could give, we could give, do me, that give me give me uh one of your favorite Rodgers throws that we didn't mention. That's tough. Mm. The the two Cardinal game throws, those yep. are crazy. Those yep. are amazing. Dude, that's what I was he literally was falling backwards and threw a perfect dart. I'm like, this dude, bro. He's crazy. I'm still mad at Julius Peppers for the overtime of that game. Yeah, it is what it is, man. Peppers was yeah. great for us for a few years. He came over, he gave us some juice, man. He was good. I want Simon. Simon, give me one. Give me, give me, uh, give me a throw. I'm gonna wait for Simon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think of one. It's another Rogers throw that people don't talk about. I mean, shit. He had one against uh, when the Seahawks were still good and they still had the, you know, all the good DBs. And Richard Sherman was kind of at the end of his time there, but you know, he just threw a ball and it went past. Uh, I think it was Earl Thomas and Sherman. They're both diving, and it went right to James Jones of all people. I throw it Avante in the Eagles game was pretty damn good. Dude, the one that he threw just this past year from out of the end zone to Devontae in between two defenders. Which game was that? I feel like that was against the Eagles, too. That was two years ago then. If that's that was two years about. ago, yeah. Um, I know it was snowing. Rodgers, like, was – they were at, like, the two-yard line. And – Rodgers was back in the end zone. He, like, threw off his back foot. It was, like, a 40-yard pass to Devontae in between two receivers. Man, it's going to be sad not watching him with Devontae anymore, I won't lie. But if Christian Watson can get up to speed relatively quick with his There's a lot of opportunity. I mean, Romeo Dubs, man. I mean, we still have we still have the quarterback. That's the main thing. Right. Would I have loved to kept Devontae if we could have? Yeah, obviously. Right. But – I mean, I'll I'll take, you know, a lot of wide receivers compared to just one guy. Make it a little tougher to mm-hmm. do this, yep. I think. 
spread them out a little bit more. All right. So, do you have any more fan takes? I have two basketball related bad fan takes. Give me yours. Give me yours. All right. The first one, this is an easy one to discuss because it's just so dumb that I don't know if this person was so dumb that they were trolling or if they're literally just, like, dumb as a rock. And it was a guy that didn't know, he was unsure why Tim Duncan belongs in the top 10 all time in the NBA. What? Come on, man. Do you know what put that on social media? I had to take a breath before I talked because I was. Do you know what it is? Is these kids nowadays? Is they they sit and they watch YouTube highlights, right? Mm. And my stepson is guilty of this, and he's only nine years old, man. He's a little right. kid. I'm not. I'm not going at my stepson, but he watches these highlights of Steph Curry shooting mm-hmm. threes, and he's like, Curry never misses. And we're watching the game the other day, and Curry missed like four in a row. I think it was the game where he went like over 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 nine. And he's like, wow, Curry never misses. Why is he missing so much? I was like, because he's human. Because he literally only shoots like, you know, he shoots 39%. He shoots like, yeah, I was like, he shoots like 36%, 37%. That's what I said. And uh, he was like, oh, that's not that good. I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Simon, that's a good one. The throw against Jacksonville in 2015, he threw that one to Devontae, too. Yeah. Um, he was getting pulled down by Jalen Ramsey as he threw it. That was and a good threw one. it to Devontae, who got pass interfered, and the ball still stuck by the defender's hand by, like, this much. Dude, right into the hands. Right into the hands. <sighs> What's a throw? Okay, this one's a little bit underrated, I think. What about the throw last year against the Bears? where we were driving in the second half. We got the ball back after the forced fumble, and Aaron Jones leaks out out of the backfield, and Rodgers throws it perfectly right over the fingertips. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. That was a dope throw, dude. I remember coming back. Me and Alex were at the game. We just got our sodas. We sit down. Yep. And I was like, oh, that's a touchdown. <laughs> I thought it was going to get batted down. I'm like, oh, so shit. Did he didn't. And it just, like, yeah, like you said, just right over the fingertips. That was awesome. Now that we're talking about this, what about the throw in Kansas City to Jamal Williams? Remember that one? No, I'm drawing a blank. He was running out. He was rolling out to his right, kept falling back, kept falling back, threw it up, and Jamal Williams had a tiptoe in the back of the end zone. Mm. That was a dirty throw. Ah, dude, he just said it, dude. I said it before. <laughs> um, how, many, how many times did he hit Jordy Nelson – Perfectly in stride for like a 75-yard touchdown. And you know what? You know, you bring up Jordy Nelson, and, you know, there's so many throws. The back shoulders were just amazing. But the one that I think of was late in his career against the Bears. We were doing the the run-the-table year, and people underestimate how heavy that goddamn ball gets in the wintertime. And he just chucks a cinder block 55 yards right to to Jordy, and it's just like, what? (laughs) This guy's amazing. This guy is amazing. Uh, man, he has a lot of great plays, man. So many. I just got an idea. I just got a great idea. But before we play teams, because Rogers has played everybody at this point, we should post mm-hmm. this because this is gonna piss people off. I love pissing people off, and <laughs> Rogers pisses people off. We should post Rogers' best plays against that team before we, before we play them. Oh, oh, that's just a great way to just annoy people. Right in the side, dig it in, baby. Simon, 
Simon can find some good videos. I'm glad Simon's going to be on with us during Packers season because we're going to be doing um, the Packers. We're going to be doing our Packers discussion during the season on Friday nights. So it's going to be just like this, except it's going to be Packers discussion every Friday during Packers season. And then once Packers season is over, then we're going to have um, intermittent um, Packers shows on some Friday nights. And then we'll get back to doing the bonus episodes in the summertime um, to keep the Friday shows flowing. But um, when we, uh, when Packers season starts, uh, we're going to be doing Packer shows every single Friday, and we're going to have Simon, who's in the comment section with us, and we're going to have Bryant in the um, in the show with us as well, so we can have four people giving different perspective and thoughts and, um, um, like I said, just different perspectives on the games. Um, our first one that we're doing with all four of us is going to be on July 1st, um, and we're going to be doing some Packers discussion on that, and then we're going to do another one a month later, right before the preseason starts on August 5th. Um, and then we'll probably do one more for before the season starts. Um, we'll do it like our Packers primer. And then we get to September and Packers season starts. So we're we're sneaking up on, on football season here. Man, um, I'm really excited for the July 1st one. I think that's going to be a fun episode. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be some good topic points. We get to kind of introduce Simon and Bryant a little bit too. They were on with us during the first round of the draft, which was fun. Um, and we got some good feedback on that. So, I mean – I know people know us at this point, but on July 1st, I'd really like to just give Simon and Brian kind of the floor a little bit more just so people can kind of get to know them. I know Brian mm-hmm. have no problem. Simon seems like he's a little bit more reserved and quiet. I've told you that. Simon, I'm not talking <laughs> shit. You just – Simon, you're a calculated guy in my opinion, and I like that about you because I'm not. I'm definitely a shoot-from-the-hip kind of guy, if you can't tell. I fuck up a lot, but I don't care. Uh, you're way more calculated, and you were just like, you're kind of like really smart and you intimidate me a little bit. And I'm a little scared for you to be on the show and make you look stupid. But I feel like I know my stuff. You definitely know your shit. So I'm really excited, man. That's going to be out, oh, man. It's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait for Packer season. I just applied for a new job. So I'll get weekends off, hopefully, man. Nice. Oh, this could be so dope, man. Dude, the Friday night's going to be the best. I agree. Friday night I'm, lights uh, with us. Friday nights. Yeah. Fr- yeah. Yep. Friday, Friday night nights. Let's yeah, go. Friday night football discussion. That's what's going to be happening. Wisco Fanatic Friday night football. <laughs> Simon said, I'm not a smart man. <laughs> I don't know. You seem smart to me, man. You seem smart to me. You're always, you're always up to date. You, on you fooled Jake, so, I mean, maybe you're in the same boat. I'm not a very gullible, per- I'm not a very gullible person either, man. I feel like I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is my last bad fan take, and it's the Giannis Antetokounmpo is just a bulldozer. He's a running back playing basketball. Quite frankly, I actually ended up I actually ended up writing an article about this because it's honestly it's just disrespectful to all the work that Giannis has put in since he's come into the league. Um, like he's got such a great Euro step. He's really good at using a spin move, um, which I understand is a is a move that a running back does, but uh, you don't see running backs using Euro steps. Um, they just get like speared and annihilated every time. Um, for Giannis to be adding mid-range to his game and adding a post-fade to his game, and he's got underrated court vision. Uh, how many dudes that are 6'11 do you see handling the ball the way Giannis does? Like, you know, the, the whole Giannis has no moves, Giannis has no bag, uh, he's just a bulldozer. It's It's such a dumb take, honestly. This is the YouTube era, though, dude. So people need highlights. People want yeah, people want him to dribble like yeah. like Kyrie Irving. You know, they just want the highlights. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they, don't, they don't respect his efficiency. 
the, and the thing that they want is they want him to shoot like Kevin Durant. He doesn't have to shoot like Kevin Durant. That that's but... exactly the thing. He doesn't have to. He can drop thirty on you, scoring this far away from the basket. He is no. literally Shaquille O'Neal, but can handle the ball and pass the ball well. Like he he literally is. Okay, pause this for a second, Simon. That is exactly why we wanted you on this show because we're the same way. I literally said that I had to quit because I was having a mental block when we were talking Bucks. It's not that I don't know Bucks players. I just at that moment I had nothing going on up here, man. There was there was not another Bucks player coming out of my mouth. So that that is me basically taking the L against Tyler, and that's okay <laughs> because next time we play a game, I might win. That's just how it works. Yeah. It is what it is, man. And people people are not okay with losing. That is why we argue so much on the internet with these freaking morons yeah and see now here's the thing you can be wrong that's totally fine i will respect you more for admitting you're wrong than sticking to something dumb or incorrect or ignorant or irrational i will respect you more if you admit that you're wrong than doubling down on something stupid well i'll also know that you you know you're mature and you're able Mm. to like be like Okay, I was wrong about that. You're right. Yep. Some self-awareness. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that at all. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. I don't know everything, man. I don't. I sure like to act like I do sometimes. But I definitely don't. Definitely don't, man. That's okay. <clears throat> Back yeah. to the Giannis discussion, dude. It's it's annoying. You know, mm-hmm. it really is just at this point now where I just realized that people really just hate success. They hate people that are successful and good. Yeah. You know, people try to tear down LeBron James. For his entire career, basically, because the media was basically just handing him the goat. They didn't want him to be as good as Jordan. And, you know, people hate Tom Brady. You know, I mean, I'm not one of them anymore. I used to hate Brady, but I'm letting hate go. You know, and I, this is the thing. Like, I put, I put Tom Brady in the same category as the St. Louis Cardinals and Kobe Bryant, um, Tony Romo, for example. Like, I don't necessarily like these, but I respect them. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I know, I know that they're good. Like I know the mm-hmm. Cardinals are good. I don't want to fucking talk about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know. I know Brady's great. I know he's great in big time games. I know he I know has a bunch made, of rings. I know he's made big time plays in those games to help, but he's also had to score less than more than three points in a Super Bowl. How is that not talked about? You're telling me if Rodgers is in that situation, he's not going to make one fucking play? If everything else is going perfectly for your team. In New England, they never had bad special teams. Ever. They never had bad defense. You know, I'm glad you brought up the Patriots. They were always on par. Rodgers is in one of those situations. He's not going to win a couple Super Bowls? Come on. Um, I'm glad you brought up the Patriots because I did have one more Dan Orlovsky thing that I want to throw out. Um... <laughs> Dan Orlovsky said that he is concerned about the Patriots' offense without Josh McDaniels because he believes that Bill Belichick is overrated. What? Wow. Dan, or- yeah, Dan Orlovsky is worried. He's worried about Josh McDaniels leaving the Patriots' offense. He went to the where the Raiders. He? The Raiders. That's right. Huh. 
Well, he didn't have any problems while Josh McDaniels was in Denver. I'll tell you what. Yeah, we're going to find out some shit about McDaniels this year because that Raiders offense is loaded, has tons of talent. I mean, Devontae, Renfro, Waller, Carr is a good quarterback. I will not deny that. Josh Josh Jacobs isn't a bad player. He just can't stay healthy. But, dude, we're going to find out some shit. I will tell you, I do think the Patriots will finish with a better record than the Raiders. Whoa. Whoa. Look at their divisions, dude. Look at their divisions. The the AFC East, the AFC East has the Bills. I don't think the Dolphins or the Jets are ready, even with Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins. Oh, true, true. So I don't think the Dolphins are ready to win more than six or seven games. And I don't think the Jets are going to be more than four or five. And then you have the Bills. So the Bills are still the best team in that division. You go to the AFC West, that is the best division in football. Oh, easily. Easily. And the Raiders, unfortunately, are still going to finish fourth in that division. Like, the Raiders are going to be good. Like, their defense is it's pretty decent. Um, their front seven is really good. But looking at looking at the Chargers, like, that, that was a good team. Um, coming from a guy who doesn't know how big the end zone is. <laughs> uh, that is funny, coming from Orlovsky. I um, think the Dolphins are going to be all right, too. I think they're going to be, like, eight and nine. Um, I said six or seven, so it's not a far stretch of the imagination. But, I mean, you look like Denver went and got Russell Wilson. That team has a that team has a lot of good wide receivers. They didn't give up any of them in that trade. That team has a good defense, probably one of the best secondaries in the NFL. Um, and then you're looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, who even without Tyreek Hill still have Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. And Andy Reid. So that team's still going to score a lot of points. Um, Travis Kelsey is going to have over 1,000 yards receiving for like the 35th year in a row, Um, even though he's 35 years old. He might have 1,500 yards this year. He might, and probably like 10 or 12 touchdowns. He he might have 1,500 yards. He might go fucking nuts. Um, And then then you're looking at (laughs) the Los Angeles Chargers. That team has a good offense. Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert. And then they added Khalil Mack to an already good defense. The Bears got hosed, bro. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that was they got, bad. They got destroyed bad. on that trade. Watch, watch Khalil Mack have a, have a revitalized year now. Dude, I want Mitchell Trubisky to have a good year with the Steelers. So do I. I, I want the Steelers <laughs> to win like 10 games and he goes to the playoffs. I want him to win a playoff game with the Steelers. That would be hilarious. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be so fucking funny. And I hope that he beats like a really good team. And then Justin Fields just is still a turnover machine. I would die laughing. I would literally die laughing. <sighs> you know what? When we do our – because we're going to do an episode where we predict <laughs> – Andrew likes that one. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do an episode where we predict the records of all the North teams. I am very excited to talk about the Bears because I'm going to dive deep in the Bears. I'm I'm going to give them the business, man. Um, I think that's I think that's going to be the August fifth show that we do our record predictions for the uh, for the division. So um, this one coming up on. July 1st is going to be, we're all, we all did an article for the Wisco confidential blog that we're doing together, which is on the Wisco ball site. Um, Mm -hmm. So Wisco, if you go to Wisco ball, um, 
You can find merch for our show. Um, there's two different styles available for that. Um, you can find the Wisco Confidential blog as well. That's where we wrote two players that we're all excited for. So I wrote two, Jake wrote two, Simon wrote two, and Bryant wrote two. Mm-hmm. Each of us, one from offense, one from defense. So we're all going to present those to each other and then give the opportunity for the other ones to um, to respond to what we're thinking about the players we're excited for. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, questions that the fans are asking. Um, so, you know, like who's going to make the roster at this position? How many receivers are they going to carry? Um, who's going to start at this position? We're going to talk about stuff like that. And then we're each going to bring a storyline in that we are excited about heading into the 2022 season. Um, so, Hi, Brittany. That's my um, girlfriend's sister. Hi, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're each going to bring in a storyline that we're excited for for next season. I'll give a spoiler alert. Mine is the year two of Joe Barry's defense. Um, that's my storyline for, for 2022. Um, that's what I'm really excited for. So um, we're going to have some really good Packers discussion, and that's why we want to do the Packers shows on Friday nights is because we, we, we get a lot of feedback on the Packers. It's the Wisconsin loves the Packers, and people outside Wisconsin love the Packers. People all over the world love the Packers. Like we, we literally had Packers fans commenting on our show from Ireland and Costa Rica and Brazil last year. Yeah, that's crazy, um, bro. I'm like, Wisco Worldwide, baby. I know. It's, it's a cool feeling. Um, <laughs> we're hoping to to be able to reach some international fans this year with the Packers playing over in London. So we want to be able to reach some international fans this year. Um, so that'll be two weeks from today. Um, and we just want to be able to give some more time to the Packers so we don't have to spend an hour and a half on the Packers and then try to rush through the Bucks or the Badgers or the Brewers or whoever else is playing at the same time. Um, so we want to be able to give that time to the other teams as well, and then let the Packers have their own show so we can we can let it go on a little bit longer. Um, so we are we are very much looking forward to that. We're going to dive deeper into that stuff so we can hopefully give some more context, and then we're bringing in Simon and Bryant to help give more perspectives. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm just going to say my players so people can look forward to that for two weeks, think about what I talked about. My player on offense was – was uh, AJ Dillon? Who doesn't love AJ Dillon? Seriously, if you're a Packers fan, you don't look. Right? He, uh, seriously, the guy is just so humble, and he just has these giant thighs attached. He's literally walking around with two trees. Okay, he said Germany fuck with the Packers. Germany fuck with the Packers. That's awesome. Sick man. By the way, you can swear because we're adults. But uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, um, just don't do like a hundred in a row. You're good. Yeah, dude, just just give me the swear word, and then I'll uh, respect you. Uh, just kidding. Anyways, um, I have Eric Stokes as my defensive player, dude. Seriously, I have two of the best players on the team to be excited for. I feel like I had a great draft. Tyler, who are your two? My two are Aaron Jones and Quay Walker. So I got a rookie and a veteran. Dude, I'm going to wait. I wrote it down because I wrote it down when we were doing the draft. And because you did it last year, I made a catch, you know, a receptions prediction for Aaron oh, Jones. So I'm going to wait. I know I knew you were gonna do that again because you did one last year. And if he didn't get hurt, I really think he would have hit it. I really do think yep. he would have hit it. I predicted before last season that Aaron Jones would have sixty-five receptions. I think he finished with like fifty-two in fifteen games. Nobody predicted that AJ Dillon was gonna catch that well. Dude, I didn't think AJ Dillon was gonna catch thirty-four passes after catching two his rookie year. Yeah, he went crazy. Something tells me Zach Tom. Isaac. All right. You know what, Isaac? It's not a bold prediction to say that the Packers did well drafting an offensive lineman. What about Sean Ron, be, dude? 
Everybody just be on that guy. common knowledge now, Isaac. Come on, man. Seriously, <laughs> we're gonna dra- we're gonna draft one lineman out of the four every year, and one turns into a pro bowler, just guaranteed. Yep. yep. I'm like, I don't know which one of you big giant son of a bitch is gonna be good, but it's gonna be one of you. So. It's gonna be one of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm really excited for like this could be a potential storyline is Adam Stenovich as the offensive coordinator. That'll be really interesting. I'm looking forward to that. He was so deserving of that job. Yeah. Dude, since, you know, everybody's talking about the defense for the Packers, and rightfully so, I think this could be a good idea. I'm just thinking outside the box here. I think two of us, you know, since we have four people now, should take what we think about the defense, and two of us should take what we think about the offense, how we think the offense is going to look next year. I mean, we can can talk about it. The offense is going to look different, man. It's going to look different. It's going to look different. It's going to look way different. I mean, we still got Rodgers, so that's the one familiarity mm-hmm. that we have going into the next season. Well, I mean, the, the backfield is the same, too. Yeah, but it's going to be used different. It's going to be used different. I, I really hope that they do – there was one play that sticks out, and I was going to wait to bring this up. I had to wait two more weeks. But there was one play that I really loved that we ran. We, we brought Cobb on a jet sweep, handed it to Cobb, and then we ran the option with Dylan. Do you remember that against the Vikings? Mm. What a beautiful play, dude. Seriously. And we don't see that creativity enough out of LaFleur because I think he was just like, we have Devontae and we have Aaron Rodgers and it works. Let's just let it happen. He didn't bring that shit out until he had to. This year without Devontae? I'm saying, man, I feel like Dude, this team is so fucking good. We are going to destroy some people. We are going to be so much better of a football team. I cannot wait. I yeah, I agree. I think, like I said, I I really feel that the word for twenty twenty two for the Packers is balance. Isaac, so not I, only with spreading the ball around in the passing game is the game going to be more balanced, but just looking at offense, defense, special teams, all carrying their weight. I really uh, feel like this is going to be a really balanced football team. I feel like we have to say this before the season. <laughs> The special teams is not going to be fixed in week one, okay? No. It, it literally might take four or five games. And I, I was just going to say it might not be fixed by week five. I know that sounds, that sounds stressful, and we are going to have to deal with so much bitching, and I'm not excited Oof. about that. Yeah, I'm never But it will be fixed. It will be fixed. You remember week one last year? Everybody was all excited about the defense. Oh, they look like shit. How they look at the end of the season, dickwad? Pretty damn good. <laughs> They were the best part of our team that uh, day. I remember when, when they lost that first game and people were like, oh, Roger should have retired. Yeah. yeah. They started 0-1 and finished 13-3. and Yeah, I remember that too. Or 13-4, but that's, yeah. And, come that on, the last the game. Lions game. Yeah. The last game right. count. Nobody gives a shit about that game. Except Lions fans, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right. is going to have tackle yeah, people yeah. himself the first week. No, yeah, he's going to be throwing tennis balls at people that don't make tackles. <laughs> hey man, you see him bowling the other day, bro? He's got good form. He's got good form bowling. I'm not even gonna lie. He's an old guy, that's why. You have to be a good bowler when you're old. You have to be good at either bowling or golf. You have to, it has to be at least one. It can be both, but it has to be one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> one or the other. <sighs> All right, man. You got any other bad takes you want to discuss? <sighs> Dude, there's just it's there's just so many. There's just so many bad takes. Every day I scroll this, on Facebook. This could be like a five-part. This could be like a five-part bonus episode. 
I'm Easily. like, dude, this guy. You know, I talked about this on Wednesday about how you know you can't tell sometimes if people are trolling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I know how you can tell when that same person shows up every day saying something stupid. That's how you know they're just stupid. Okay, they're just dumb. They're, and then just don't comment on their stuff. Simon says that all the time about people like you're better off not commenting. And I'm like, yeah, but you're commenting. So that's kind of ironic, you know, but anyways, um, no, man, I just, I just, I don't comment on shit no more. I told you, you made me grow up a lot with that, man. <laughs> I give that's you the I'm credit for, for that. <laughs> yeah. I have a personal rule about arguing with idiots that I still break from time to time and it makes myself mad, but I get into a place where I can't let stuff go. Cause it just irritates me that people are so dumb, but that's neither here nor there. Um, there's tons of human clickbait out there. Um, <laughs> Simon said you're right. Um, but yeah, there's tons of human clickbait out there. The point is you don't have to listen to it. And, you know, Matt said it. he prefers to listen to podcasts because you get a higher quality. Um, you know, even, even with us being a Wisconsin sports show, we try to be as unbiased and impartial as we possibly can. Um, yeah. We're not perfect. And with the way that we do our show and looking for the optimism and positivity, uh, we are going to look at the ways of how our teams could win. Mm-hmm. We're not going to, we're not going to look at it as, you know, this is the center line and we're only walking on that. We are looking at like how the scales can tip in the favor of our teams. Um, you know, we can be um, realistic about it when it when it comes up to um yep andrew brought up skip bayless rg3 will be better than aaron Rodgers. brought that one up that one's from 2013 um he said that same year that johnny manzel would be better than russell wilson um so you know these like i said with these things they're they're just so repetitive and recycled that these guys can say really dumb stuff and have everybody forget about it by saying something dumber the next day that being said Jake and I want to keep up the quality of our show. We want to keep up the positivity, the optimism, um, the confidence of our show, and that's how we're going to do it. Um, yeah, hit Johnny Manziel is better at partying. but um, So that's how we're going to do our show. So we will be back on Wednesday. Um, in addition to talking about the last week of Brewers games, we are also going to talk about some trade targets for the Brewers, and we're also going to talk about um, players we want the Bucks to draft because the draft for the NBA is next Thursday. Um, so Jake and I are going to give some some NBA draft prospects that we'd like to see the Bucks take at number 24. So um, that'll be interesting. So um, next Wednesday will be another good show. So I want to thank everybody that, that came to watch and comment with us on this one because uh, this one got a little crazy at some times. Yeah. Um, I'm going to apologize. I'm not as professional on Friday nights. I feel like Friday is just a little bit more kickback. Uh, Wednesday, I'll be back to proper Jake. So look forward to that. Um, Stephen A. Smith is definitely a racist. I don't care what anybody says. I'm just I'm just going to throw it out there. He makes a lot of racist comments. I didn't even bring up the comment about Skip, about the one I said on Wednesday, about what he said to Woody Page, that he's had more sex than everybody. Cringe. Yeah. And I didn't bring up the one about Stephen A. Smith, how he was talking about how women are the ones that cause men to, you know, abuse yeah. them. I'm just like, that's bad. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, so, you know, quality over quantity. We're just putting out an episode every week. We're going to start doing more and more and more. And hopefully we get more and more people to join us, man. But for me right now, I'm going to relax because tomorrow's going to be a long, stressful day. 
<laughs> yeah, that's important to get that relaxation in. So I will see you. I will see you tomorrow, and then I will see you Wednesday. Yes, sir. I am excited for tomorrow, if anybody doesn't know. It's my daughter's first birthday. That year flew by, man. That's crazy. I also, know. That's right. I feel like it was just like I feel like it was just yesterday that I was holding her at the Keel Picnic Parade. Man. When she was like this big, she was like two months old. Chantel still brings that up, dude. Cause she's just like, I can't believe how good Tyler was. I was like, dude, he's got two kids, like and two girls. Like he just yep. he's got a Tyler's always been a guy that had a calm demeanor about him. I said that a million times. I'm like, I don't know how many times I have to tell you, Tyler's a calm person. She is, and Brittany's talking about her. She is the best. Um, her actual birthday is on Father's Day, but we're having the party on Saturday, obviously. And that is all. Also, for Bucks fans, that's the anniversary of us winning Devin in Brooklyn. So never forget. Yep, you were watching that game in the hospital, weren't you? Dude, so I was watching it. My girlfriend fell asleep. I mean, she just pushed out a baby. So, yeah, you go ahead and sleep, right? <laughs> and I'm, like, covering my mouth with this pillow. And I'm just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I'm just trying not to be loud, wake up my girlfriend. And all of a sudden, the nurses come in and watch the end of the game with me. There's, like, five nurses standing in the corner watching the game with me. And my girlfriend wakes up. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just like, hey, we're just watching the game. I'm pacing back and forth. The TV's this freaking big, bro. I'm just like, I don't care. You got to watch the game. <laughs> oh that's awesome man i'll never forget all righty man well i will see you tomorrow all right peace out my man have a good night thanks for watching when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.